European Heart Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 37, Issue 22, Focus Issue on Atherosclerosis by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Luscher. Novel Mechanisms of Atherosclerosis and Cardiovascular Repair In spite of all the progress made over the last decades, atherosclerotic vascular disease remains the most important cause of myocardial infarction, stroke, and heart failure. Recent research strongly suggests that plaque formation and instability are not only driven by low-density lipoprotein cholesterol, or LDLC, but also by inflammatory pathways. In a current opinion entitled Residual Inflammatory Risk, addressing the adverse side of the atherosclerosis prevention coin, Paul Ridker from the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, USA, reminds us that statin-treated patients continue to suffer major cardiovascular events, a fact referred to as residual risk. One aspect of it, the residual cholesterol risk, is exemplified by ongoing trials of PCSK9 inhibitors. Yet focusing solely on LDLC reduction ignores anti-inflammatory in addition to the lipid-lowering effects of statins. Indeed, Multiple trials demonstrated that achieving low levels of high-sensitivity C-reactive protein may be as important as low target levels of LDL-C. Should ongoing inflammation reduction trials and ongoing cholesterol reduction trials both demonstrate event reduction, the evolving concepts of residual inflammatory risk will have the potential to advance personalized care based on individual high-sensitivity C-reactive protein and LDL-C levels in a given patient. The concept of atherosclerosis as a chronic inflammatory disease has focused research on the role of cytokines and their interaction within the atherosclerotic plaque. Cytokines are expressed by all types of cells involved in atherosclerosis, act on a variety of targets exerting multiple effects, and are largely responsible for the crosstalk among leukocytes, as well as endothelial, smooth muscle, and other vascular cells. In a clinical review, Inflammatory Cytokines in Atherosclerosis, Current Therapeutic Approaches, Dimitris Tusoulis and colleagues from the National and Kapodistrian University in Athens, Greece, reminds us that drugs such as statins, aspirin, methotrexate, and colchicine act in an immunomodulatory way that may beneficially affect atherogenesis and disease progression. Moreover, the development of highly specific antibodies against key pathways of the inflammatory cascade raise hope for further advances in the management of atherosclerosis. Stem cell therapy has raised big hopes in the management of patients with cardiovascular disease, in particular in those with myocardial infarction and heart failure. Bone marrow-derived early outgrowth cells play an important role in endothelial repair. However, in contrast to preclinical studies, clinical trials with such cells reveal disappointing results. The causes may be diverse, but a major difference between mice and patients with infarction of heart failure is the advanced age of the latter, which may profoundly affect cellular function. In an EHJ brief communication entitled Reprogramming Aging and Longevity Genes Restores Paracrine Angiogenic Properties of Early Outgrowth Cells, 
Francesco Panini and colleagues from the Karolinska Institute in Stockholm, Sweden, and the Center of Molecular Cardiology of the University of Zurich, Switzerland, demonstrate that key lifespan genes involved in reactive oxygen species, i.e. the mitochondrial adapter P66SHC and the AP1 transcription factor JUN-D, contribute to the dysfunction of early outgrowth cells in elderly humans. Of note, early outgrowth cells isolated from aged individuals displayed P66SHC gene upregulation and reduced JUN-D expression. Deregulation of P66SHC and JUN-D in aged early outgrowth cells led to upregulation of NADPH oxidase, reduced expression of manganese superoxide dismutase, and increased reactive oxygen generation. Importantly, this was associated with an impaired migration of mature endothelial cells induced by early outgrowth cells. Secretome profiling revealed that in conditioned medium collected from aged early outgrowth cells, angiogenic chemokines such as stromal-derived factor 1 and monocyte chemoattractant protein 1 were deregulated. Interestingly, P66SHC silencing or JUN-D overexpression blunted age-related O2 production via the NADPH-slash-manganese-superoxide-dismutase axis and restored paracrine angiogenic potential of aged early outgrowth cells. Thus, Reprogramming of aging and longevity genes preserves early outgrowth cells' functionality by affecting their paracrine properties. These findings may set the basis for novel therapeutic strategies to improve for vascular repair after injury and in cardiovascular disease in the elderly. Circulating microRNAs, or MIRs, are increasingly recognized regulators of the atherosclerotic process. Clinically, the mechanisms involved in the transition of a stable to an unstable plaque are of utmost importance. In their paper, Transcoronary Gradients of Vascular MicroRNAs and Coronary Atherosclerotic Plaque Characteristics, Yes Niels Brokel from the Johann Wolfgang Goethe University in Frankfurt, Germany, determined a possible relation of circulating microRNAs with plaque phenotypes. They assessed coronary atherosclerotic plaque burden and phenotype by optical coherence tomography in 52 patients and measured the levels of circulating microRNAs across the transcoronary gradient. The overall plaque load was significantly correlated with transcoronary concentration gradients of MIA1263P MIA1455P, MIA1555P, and MIA29B3P, but not with MIA92A3P. Interestingly, in patients with thin cap fiber atheromas, higher transcoronary gradients were observed, particularly for MIA1263P, MIA1265P, and MIA1455P. Of note, transcoronary gradients of MIA1263P MIA1265P, MIA1455P, MIA29B3P, and MIA1555P predicted the presence of thin-cap fibroatheromas. Moreover, aortic and venous coronary sinus levels of MIA29B3P were inversely correlated with plaque fibrosis, 
a finding that is in line with the antifibrotic activity of MIR-29B3P. Thus, the overall plaque burden and phenotypes appear to be associated with changes in the kinetics of circulating MIR concentrations across the coronary circulation. These provocative findings are discussed in an editorial by Amir Lehrman from the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, USA. Endothelium-derived nitric oxide, or NO, is an important regulator of the cardiovascular system. Endothelial dysfunction is an early step in the development of atherosclerosis. Increased formation of superoxide anions by NADPH oxidase NOX1, 2, and 5 reduces NO availability and can lead to endothelial dysfunction. In contrast, recent evidence supports a vasoprotective role of H2O2 produced by NOX4, the main endothelial isoform. In their paper, NADPH oxidase 4 protects against development of endothelial dysfunction and atherosclerosis in LDL receptor deficient mice. Henning Moravitz and colleagues from the Technische Universität Dresden in Germany analyzed the impact of genetic deletion of NADPH oxidase 4 on endothelial dysfunction and atherosclerosis in the low density lipoprotein receptor, abbreviated as LDLR knockout model. While under physiological conditions, loss of NOX4 did not influence endothelial function, high-fat diet led to impaired endothelial function, and atherosclerotic plaque burden in NOX4 slash LDLR mice. In this setting, loss of NOX4-derived hydrogen peroxide was partially compensated for by NO synthase upregulation. Using optical coherence tomography in the murine saphenous artery in vivo, an altered flow-mediated dilation was noted in NOX4 mice. The authors conclude that NOX4 supports endothelial function under physiological and pathological conditions. Loss of NOX4-derived hydrogen peroxide was partially compensated for by NO synthases upregulation but severe endothelial dysfunction was not reversible and led to increased atherosclerosis during a high-fat diet. Besides cytokines, mediators released from adipocytes have also been recognized to play a role in inflammation. In a basic science paper, CTRP1, an adipokine marking and promoting atherosclerosis, Raffaella de Caterina from Chieti, Italy, investigated the vascular effects of the adipokine C1Q-TNF-related protein, CTRP1. To do so, they analyzed CTRP1 serum levels of 451 patients with coronary artery disease and 686 controls, as well as in coronary endarterectomy specimens, non-atherosclerotic internal mammary arteries, aortic atherosclerotic plaques, and non-atherosclerotic aortic samples. CTRP1 levels were higher in sera, endarterectomy specimens, aortic atherosclerotic plaques, and peripheral blood mononuclear cells of patients with coronary artery disease compared to controls, and were related to disease severity. In human endothelial cells, 
peripheral blood monocytes and THP1 cells, CTRP1 production was induced by inflammatory cytokines expressed by adhesion molecules and induced P38-dependent monocyte endothelium adhesion in vitro and the recruitment of leukocytes. In APOE mice, compared with saline, intraperitoneal injection of recombinant CTRP1 promoted atherogenesis, an effect that was attenuated in CTRP1 slash APOE double knockout mice compared with APOE mice. TNF-alpha induced adhesion molecules and cytokines expression was lower in primary endothelial cells and macrophages from CTRP mice than in controls. The authors conclude that CTRP1 is a marker of atherosclerosis in humans and promotes atherogenesis in mice. The paper is accompanied by an editorial by Victor van Hinsberg from the VU University Medical Center in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its readers.